Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he looks sharp, uh, you know, look like he usually does, uh, you know, Wednesday's game plan day, first day of the week, uh, you know, but he looks really good, I think, offensively. He looks sharp today and, you know, hopefully he can build off this tomorrow and uh, leads, uh, leads into the game Sunday. And, of course, that's Connor Hayward, fresh off a 45-yard romp to help win the game on Sunday. You know Yin's in that. You got to love Connor Hayward. Anyhow, Connor comes along and says, yeah, you got you got Kenny. Kenny's looking good, basically. Everybody that you talked to yesterday, and from my own perspective, Max, with my own eyeballs, I saw Kenny out there tossing the rock. So, you know, you look at this and you think to yourself, okay, it's all set. They're going to roll forward. But, again, you got to have the final clearing, don't you? Yeah, oh, you absolutely do. But, I mean, it's a step in the right direction, right? I mean, that's the first hurdle that you have to get over is how's the guy look? How's he performing? Now, granted, it's obviously not under duress. He's not getting, he's not getting run into, you know, late, nudged off, knocked down, right? But you want to make sure do the, how do the faculties look day one, right? That's what right. it is. Is the sharpness there? Is he with it? How's his conversation? How's his speech? Eyes darting, like all of those things. Because high-performing athletes can kind of mask things, right? Oh, sure. But you got to look through. But you have to take that magnifying glass to it, and you got to take the fine-tooth comb and go go through that hair, right? You know, yep. you got to go through the worst of possible things. Put him under duress, you know. And how does he respond? And you know, again, just. From what the, his fellow teammates say, he looked like he was on it. You know, there was other guys that spoke up yesterday. And so, the, you know, because you got to go with what they say. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the official line. So, okay, you go with what they say. They say, hey, he looked pretty good. Hey, you know, he was talking clearly. You know, I mean, obviously there's situations like I can remember being in the huddle with Bradshaw and uh, I was trying to tell him something, and I, but the words weren't – they weren't coming out. <laughs> Bradshaw's like, okay. 
You got to go. You got to go. I can't understand yeah. what you're saying. He's like, no, this guy's got gum mouth, guys. I don't know what to tell you. He's uh, he's not all there, yeah. shall we say. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. He, he asked for soup through a straw. I don't know what happened. There's, there's something he said, something about cheese slipping off the cracker. That's yeah. all I know. But regardless, you know, with Kenny Pickett, this is going to be important. It's kind of interesting because you think about it, Max. I mean, again, we saw an outstanding performance from Mitch Trubisky and Mike Tomlin in a day and age where quarterback controversies, you know, those controversies can blow up on social media like, you know, like a, like a, a rainstorm on Lake Erie. You know what I mean? Just anytime, anywhere, boom. Um, you look at that and you, you think, I, I, I got to admire the way Mike stepped out and said, listen, you know, we expect him to be ready. Uh, if he clears, he's going to be our guy. And I have to admire that. And the other hand, I'm sitting there going, if I'm Mitch, I'm thinking, Dad, gummit, I just, I just pulled everybody's fanny out of the fire with that move. But at the end of the day, as a backup, that's your job, right? Correct the mundo to a, to assist to be it to be in place of not to replace. Boy, so, I, I like how you break down the King's English there. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and that's how guys have to. That's how he. That's the mindset you have to have, and I think that's why. You can play looser, right? Right. When you know that, hey, I'm I'm the reliever. Just like I, I made the reference yesterday, like Major League, right? You know, when Vaughn comes out, like he's a, he's a relief pitcher. Like that's just what you do. Like I'm coming out at the end. If I got to come in, I got to save this game, right? But I'm not starting the game out, and that's a different mentality than that the starting the game versus finishing the game. And so he came and he finished the game yet last week. And that's what he was supposed to do. That's what a good backup does. You finish the game out, you know, if, if the starter can't go. But you're not – this is not a re-audition for a position. Right. I think that, and that's also what Tom was trying to make sure we – hey, just in, case, just in case y'all were wondering, like this is not – this is not – we're, we're, we're not going back and forth with a two-quarterback system or replacing quarterbacks. We're not wishy-washy. Kenny's the dude. If Kenny's not the dude, then Mitch gets the keys. You know, right. that's the only way it goes. But every week's a reset. Kenny gets the keys again, and if he can't, if he can't hold on to the keys, then Mitch has to hold on to the keys. But yeah, we're not going to be like, oh well, he had he had a good game, so we're starting. They didn't do that in the preseason, and they're not going to operate that way now. Once the decision's made, that that's that's the standard operating procedure, and then we adjust as needed. You know, it's interesting. So, yeah. Well, think about this, Max. Let me throw it at you. If you're Mitch Trubisky, now you're six years in the league. You're looking to restart your, your career, basically. And it's not panning out quite that way yet, as of yet. And you're sitting here behind Kenny, a first-round draft pick, and you think to yourself, you know, I can make a pretty good living after, what, six years now? He could go another yeah. six, eight years, ten years even, as a, as a high-quality backup. I mean, yeah, there's a or, lot a you can do. or a bridge guy. Yeah. Or a bridge guy for yeah, a year. Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a Ryan Fitzpatrick blueprint. No, <laughs> you know I what I'm mean, saying? Like, exactly. there's nothing wrong with it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Ryan, I love, and I love what the, the Fitz beard, they call it. <laughs> Ryan yeah. Fitz beard. Um, but the point just being that um, that guy carved out quite a career. I think of Don Strzok behind, sitting behind Danny Marino. You know, for years. Yeah. You know, Don Strock made a pretty good living sitting behind Danny, not having to do anything, right? That's not a bad yeah. deal. 
Um, well, so Frank Reich. Frank yeah, Reich. There's another. Prime example behind Jim Kelly, right? Yes. I mean, so there's been plenty of guys who have been in that position and done a good job. Heck, let's go with our own. Charlie Batch. Yeah. Yeah, Chuck Batch. See, you know what I'm saying? Like, so – it's not the worst relegation in the world. Oh, my God, I, I was a starter, so I should be a starter. No, 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 no. I'm, I am I go where I'm needed, and I do what is needed of me. Like, that's right. kind of how you have to have that mentality. And if my role is I need to start, then boom, I'm a starter. If I need to be an auxiliary in support of and be the re- relief of as a starter and waiting, then boom, I do that. But – Always be hey, as 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 my, as my grandpa used to say, if you stay ready, you never got to get ready. Ooh. So just be that type of person, right? Whoa, whoa, say like, that again. Say that again. If you stay ready, you never got you you ain't got to get ready. I okay. mean, that was his English, but you know you never have to get ready. Um, but that that's just how the mentality has to go. Always ready, you know. And and I think that's the thing that guys have to always be on their toes for is that you're always ready. No matter – hey, I don't care if I'm go- – if, if, I'm, if I'm starting out on, on, the, on the bench or on the sidelines, you know, but – or if I'm starting in the huddle. Like, I need to be ready at all times. And I think that's the preparation, you know what I'm saying, meets yep. that opportunity, and you want to be there to seize it. And, Mitch, yes, it did not work out as well in the front and the beginning, but in the beginning is not the same as how it will be at the end, potentially – and you've already had a glimpse into that. Like, yes, you were on the bench, but guess what? Boom! You had to come in and save the game. Right. And you got and you got you got to win against Tom Brady. Like, I mean, those are the things. I beat the Bucks, so it's going to be something that you'll carry with you, something that you'll remember. Now your job is to support whatever whatever the decision is. But you're not going to get all the reps. Kenny's going to get all the reps this week to see if he can go, and then you get all the mental reps like he did last week, right? And what he admitted on that touchdown pass, right? I didn't get that physical rep. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter you get the physical rep, right? <laughs> I just got to execute. Like, the play was called. It's in the playbook. I could study it. Right. Yes, I didn't throw it, but I need to mentally throw that ball already. And that's how you have success. You got to mentally project all those aspects. And that's why I talk about mental visualization when you're watching film. Like, when I got those first 15 the night before, I played the game in my head before the game was even played. Right. Right. I put myself in situations that I could see based off of my film study tendencies of the defense and tried to pretend executing the play at each position on the offensive line. So that if for whatever reason they said, Max, guess what? You're a right tackle, now you're a left tackle. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you got to come in at guard because that has happened to me. We talked about that, right? right? Yep. Like I would have never thought that my first game of significant playtime was going to be at left guard. Right. Correct. I'm not left guard dimensions. I'm not left left guard size or skill set. But guess what? That's where I was needed, and that's where I had to perform. Exactly. So, I mean, that's the yeah. nature of the beast. You've got to be prepared. Yeah. And again, his with with all all deference to your your grandfather, I believe it was if you yep. if, if you are, if you are prepared, you you don't have to get prepared. Correct. That's right. If you stay ready, you ain't oh, got to get ready. Okay, yeah, I like that better. I like that. That <laughs> yeah, works better yeah, for me. Yeah. If you stay ready, you ain't yeah. got to get ready. I love ain'ts. There it is. When you get ain'ts thrown <laughs> yeah. in there, that's just there's something yeah, I'm emphatic about it. You know what I mean? There's just there's there's just it's a southern hug when you get an ain't in there. You get an ain't <laughs> or a y'all in there, and it just it hugs you. You know what I'm saying? It it's does. just good old southern style. Yeah. But I but that that's exactly what it is. So 
I think when we look at it, like you said, first test passed. In practice, teammates look the part, they see the part, and you know, and, and, and they feel good about it, right? You know, Just and like all we heard parts Connor are moving correctly. That is true. All you know. parts are moving and not spinning. Now, the only, <laughs> yeah, really. The only caution I throw in there, now remember, Levi Wallace and Pat Fryermuth were limited practice last Wednesday and Thursday, and then they were shut down before the Tampa game. You know, this can yeah. happen. You don't know because part of it is the exercise protocol you got to go through to, you know, to find out if you have any headaches associated with movement. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's going to be something that will go through uh, the rest of the week here. But, again, the first step taken was a good one. And he, you know, I thought, uh, you know, what according to what everybody said, as I watched and listened to what people said, <laughs> he, yeah, he was he was doing well. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I mean, and that, and that, and that, this is the next step, right? It's going to be, you know, that 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 after action report that today when you get into the building, how did you respond? How do you feel today? How was your rest last night? I wonder if they sent him home with a sleep monitor. You know, mm. all of these things are now in the. Is that protocol. something you plug in? Yeah, well, no, no, it, it's something you could just wear. Okay. Like it's, it's charged up with a battery. Okay, so um, it so just you checks just wear out. it and it monitors. Yeah, it ma- it monitors you on a battery, so you don't have to plug it in. Um, but, I mean, all these things, you have to, you, that, that's what you're, you're gathering information. And at any point up until that Friday, like, you're, you're on alert, right? You're trying to make sure that everything is moving. You don't want to set back. But you're, but but you're, but you're making sure there are no setbacks. If there's any setback, then like you said, downgrade immediately, right? Yes. But you've got to take it easy, and you have to make sure you're lowering your stress and your stimulation outside of practice, right? To make sure your body and your brain has enough time to heal, um, regardless if it's a little knock, big knock, knock knock, whatever you want to call it. Um, all of those things ha- have to check out. So yeah, so he went through it. Got through a full practice. Now let's see how he feels, obviously, through the night and now today and going out to practice today, if there's anything, and then you just keep moving forward. But you progress business as usual until it's not usual. Mm-hmm. Exactly so. And it does leave us with that to Kenny or not to Kenny. That is the question. And we're going to find yeah. that out as we proceed along here. But, I, I again – I, I go back to Mike's original statements, you know, in the press conference. He expected Kenny to be a full participant. Um, he expects that if Kenny gets cleared, he'll be there Sunday night. And it takes me back to thinking maybe this wasn't a really bad – maybe this was just getting buzzed a little bit when he got doinked and, and knocked his head off the turf because those those hurt. You know, those, those can mess you up. There ain't no doubt about it. You know, and you, you kind of – I always think of George – no, was it Sonny Liston said this. He said that when you when you get concussed, it's kind of like eggs in a – you know, you got them in the eggs container. And, it, yeah. and, they, and they break and they get all slopped over, you know, the container. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he described yeah. it as. And I was like going, geez, Louise, Sonny, I, that's a little graphic, man. <laughs> you a know? graphic. And by <laughs> the way – yeah. How many eggs have you dropped that you came to that analogy? That's the other thing. Yeah, I well, about. that you know, Sonny Liston was a great <laughs> boxer back in the day, you know. But the fact no. is, um, you, you know, you think about that, and yeah, it's all stuff that you got to now make sure that you are adhering to, and you go through the protocols and so forth. Uh, but at the same time, I'm just 
it makes me wonder, well, maybe it wasn't that bad in the first place, so maybe, just maybe this, you know, it's there's no big ramifications. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, and, and, that, and that that's the process, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and, and you hope for the best, but plan for the worst. True. And when you, when you operate under that, you know, you're never going to be disappointed, right? You know, it, it's good to be optimistic, but you also have to play in realities. And as much as even for Mike Tomlin to say we expect, it's like don't put an expectation on it because you will be let down, right? You know, that whole right. thing, you know, never beat your heroes type of deal. But at the same time, it's like there is like there's a strong sense that, you know, we could have him unless otherwise proven. But at the end of the day, you always want to give room for that doubt, right? Yes. Because there is that occasion where what if he didn't respond as well? What if he comes in and says, I, man, I had these splitting headaches. Right. You know, and, and, That's true. And it was because of get, getting my adrenaline up and the blood pumping, obviously something's up there that's yeah. throbbing and something that's not healed yet. So, yeah, you want to take it day by day. But I think that that's it's a good first sign, good first step in the direction of getting ready for Sunday. Absolutely, my friend. Well, we're going to break early because we've got a special guest coming up, which we have every Ooh. week. Yeah, but yes. it is the Cool Breeze. Once again, Mr. Yacht Rock Radio himself, Jerry <laughs> Mr. Dulac. What did you say? Yacht Rock Radio. Yacht Rock <laughs> What's that, that from? No, I, well, so it, it, it's a station they play in the summer on SXM, right? Okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah, uh-huh. see, it's it's all this. It's all this. Might even be a little Toto, a little Africa in Ooh. there as well. I like you know this, what I'm you man. Want, yeah, a little Hall & Oates. I mean, you get, a, you get a little bit of everything. Not quite Beach Boys, but, you know, little Eagles in there, throw it in there. I mean, it's all in that type of genre. It's just smooth. If you were sitting on a boat, with a nice umbrella drink and there's a nice breeze and the sun's out like the, the music, your, your internal playlist that pops up. That's Jerry Dulac. Some Jimmy Buffett, baby. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Thank you. Jimmy Buffett as well. I could, I could even, and you would think I would know Jimmy Buffett being from Florida and all the Key West um, att- attention that's made. But, uh, but yeah, so let's step aside here that we're bringing in Jerry coming up next in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN radio. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. for Jerry and we are going to bring in the cool breeze right now and when Max gets back we'll do the read Jerry walk into your into the locker room if you would my friend well thank you uh and uh I don't know where Max went let me let me ask you this Wolf do you know what these numbers are 83 81 and 82 83 81 and 82 that's is that is that like um I don't know, like uh, what the wide receivers, <laughs> the, the go routes they're running in, in yeah, Miami. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, it's not the numbers of the wide receivers that the Steelers have to be worried about. That's the temperatures in Fort Lauderdale this oh. weekend, Wolf, <laughs> that I am greatly anticipating. Oh, I can only imagine, my friend. But I know I, this. I don't need your, your sunblock anymore. I'm up in the booth, baby. <laughs> and, Wolf, no, no wonder I have a supply of it. It's not depleted. I don't have to give it to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. And one of the great factors in the favor of the Steelers this weekend is the, is the, the 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 fact that they're playing at night. I mean, think about it. Last week against the Mini Vikes on the Mini Vikes sidelines in Hard Rock Stadium, it was a buck 22 in temperature. That's brutal. Oh man. Yeah, Wolf and uh, that and you know, we got we saw a little bit of that of course in the preseason a little different in Jacksonville, but um yeah, I mean that'll that'll wear you out, and, and you're right about that. You can have all those cooling uh, devices and whatnot, but man, uh, when it gets that hot in, during the day, look out! It, it, that saps the energy out of those guys, and they're just not used to it. Yeah, I mean, it makes you feel like a piece of beef jerky by the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like all, <laughs> right. All stringy and everything. Jerry, you were the first guy reporting on a little dust up that occurred in the uh, locker room with Mitch and with Deontay. Uh, Everything all all points to the fact that everything is, is copacetic now, but uh, I wonder what the fallout of that is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it has anything to do with the fact that uh, when Mitch was in the game the other day, Deontay was targeted only one time. Um, I, I really don't know that that had any uh, impact, but that, uh, that obviously is what initially led to the incident between the two which, you know, in some form or another was responsible for the quarterback change. And, um, uh, you know, and, and Deontay accosted uh, Mitch Trubisky at halftime, wanting him to throw him the ball more um, and was upset about it. Never mind the fact that, you know, he already had one pass skip off his fingertips for an interception and then, uh, you know, failed to get his feet in, uh, you know, his toe basically on what would have been, a 23-yard touchdown, and, you know, and then, you know, uh, Mitch, you know, obviously, uh, you know, stood up for himself and, uh, you know, went, uh, you know, wasn't going to listen to that from Deontay Johnson. And, you know, that lack between two key guys in the offense, um, you know, whether it's a leadership issue or whatever the case may be, um, it wasn't a good thing at the time. And um, But I do believe that that's, yeah, that's uh, – you know, probably bygones or bonds now, I believe, Wolf. Exactly. And I think, Max, you're here? All yeah, right. I'm here. Okay, I'm you here. got no, you got to back up. We got to do the read for Jerry, okay? I, I know, I know, I know. That, that's what I have to do, and I, I completely mix that one up in a kerfluffle. Um, <laughs> Jerry, hold tight. We're going to restart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Blah, blah, blah. All right, and coming to us now, <laughs> brought to you by Archie's on East Carson Street on the south side. $9 Bud Light pitchers every NFL Sunday. It is the one, the only, Jerry Dulac. All right, I like that. That had some panache to it there. Yeah, Max, that was terrific, even though Wolf and yeah. I have been talking for 20 minutes already. Yeah, exactly, I know, I know. Hey, listen, better late than never, right? That's exactly <laughs> right. Did we That's hear exactly. that yeah. somewhere? Uh, yeah, no, hey, hey that, that, that's where it comes from, but I, I think – you know, Jerry, also, you know, having that accounting, but, you know, I think a lot of people wondering, hey, 
you know, will, will, will Mitch be that guy? Will he not be that guy? And, you know, Mike Tomlin kind of saying, no, there's no controversy. We're not having a quarterback. But we, ha- we handled that earlier. And, uh, you know, how important is that message to get out in front of that um, before the fan base starts to be left to their own devices? Yeah, and, and, and that's, of course, is, that's why he does it. Now, we shall see if he's going to play. Do I doubt he's going to play? No, I don't doubt. But, you know, you know he's in the final step of the, of the protocol. And uh, from all indications, everything seems to be fine. But this is the last step, how he reacts to exertion and contact, even though there is no contact, as we know, in practice, unless it's just incidental. Um, and so he can be cleared uh, by tomorrow uh, to play on Sunday. I think I think if if he were unable to play um, or they elected to be show some caution like they have with the other three guys who have had concussions, Pat Fryermuth, Levi Wallace and Terrell Edmonds, all of which came after the incident with, with Tua and all the attention played on it, uh, placed on it. If um, if Mitch would have started and played against Miami as he did against Tampa Bay, then I think Mike Tomlin would have had a debate or decision on his hands which way to go because, let's face it, um, you know, Mitch, not only that, not only was the best he's looked uh, since putting on a Steeler uniform, that's the best any quarterback has played this year in those uh, one-and-a-half quarters. You know what I find interesting, Jerry, and I can't help but think against the backdrop of the whole Tua thing, you know, the NFL, you know, going along and they, they they fired the red cap guy or whatever it was or white cap. I don't even know what caps they're wearing down there. But uh, they, they fired the, the guy that cleared Tua. And I, I know that they're taking extra precautions. You know, the NFL is very sensitive to that. When you see something like that happen, they boom, they want to they move immediately. Right. But in, in, in with a nationally televised game and Tua coming back and Kenny coming off of that, I guess I'm a little surprised that there – I was surprised that the NFL didn't say, hey, you know, just make them sit for another week. But, I, of course, I understand we've got some of the finest uh, nogginologists here in Pittsburgh where even Tua came to get examined after his second time around, right? So the nogginologists yeah. here are, are really great, uh, you know, understanding of nogginology, which is – the study of the brain, right? You know, Wolf, I'm with you. Um, I thought with the game going back, let's face it, to the epicenter of the controversy, the hotbed of the controversy, with Tua coming back with a national TV game, let's face it, that's going to be the main storyline. That's going to be the discussion point. Man, you better hope, you better hope that nothing else happens or he gets, uh, you know, knocked a little woozy in the game. Um, but, yeah, I thought there would be a good chance that he wouldn't play again because the Steelers have exerted that same caution with their other three guys, after, you know, that, that were concussed post to his injury, just like the rest of the NFL. I thought they would follow suit. But to your point, yes, they have they have the guys who, who you know, uh, Joe Maroon, who uh, developed the uh, impact test. And so they have, uh, you know, Mickey Collins is the guy that Tua came in to, uh, you know, UPMC. He's the executive director of their sports concussion program. That's the guy Tua came in to see. Now, he also went up to Michigan somewhere else, I believe, for, you know, just to, to you know, as a kind of a 
cover your rear end. Let's make sure this we have this thing correct. Um, but, yeah, you have some of the best people, most knowledgeable people, and not some of the best, maybe best in the country dealing with concussions right here at UPMC. So uh, and that was Mike Tonin's point, too. We're very confident in those people. And if those people say that he is good to go, um, then he is good to go. All that being said, I'll still hold off <laughs> until I see the yeah. play that game. Yeah, exactly. No. A- absolutely. And just to clarify for journalistic integrity, Wolf, <laughs> n- neuroscientists and neurosurgeons. Okay, there we go. I, it noggin-ologist, I'm, sh- I'm no, sure that's... Is, I, don't, yeah. I don't think they like the noggin-ologist, but like Mickey, to another terminology, Mickey Collins is actually a neuropsychologist. Uh, you yeah, have there a we neurosurgeon. Go. Yeah, so uh, you have a, a couple different neuro titles, none of which are nog- noggin-ologists. <laughs> No, 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 no. That 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 might have been that might have been one of the hobbies along the way on that course record was uh, was nagonology. Um, but you know, Jerry. Also, you know, looking at the rest of the guys who were listed that were held out last week uh, from the game that did not not in the concussion protocol. You know, where are we at with Minka, um, Levi Wallace? Arthur Millette, I mean, it's not Arthur Millette, but uh, Cam Sutton and Akello Witherspoon. Uh, any updates on those guys, or what was the practice protocols for them? Yeah, no, Mac uh, better feel uh, today. You know, Wednesday is a day that anybody who's kind of iffy, unless they've really been on a long period of time, want to get them back. You know, they try and go a little easy. Thursday's always a telling day from a from practice standpoint. Uh, but the guys who uh, with concussions, uh, I expect to play. I mean, Farmer's been fine basically since last week. Uh, but um, you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna do what they feel they need to do. And maybe he wasn't totally clear. But I mean, that all appears uh, to be fine. And but I think the problem with Minka, you know, he hurt his knee against the Jets. And I I, I mean, you saw it in the. Um, in game in Buffalo, and, and you know you're talking about some guys who can scoot with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and uh, the last thing Minka wants is to be just a pinch hindered by his knee injury, where he can't move as fast as he wants to. You know he's not hobbling, and I know a lot of guys play with injuries, but I think that would be the only concern because you got to be a, not only your best, your fastest best when you're playing those two guys, especially to kill. You know, one of the interesting things is when you get a chance to talk to Terrell Austin or Brian Flores and wondering what their feelings are, when you're looking at Waddle, you're looking at Hill. I mean, these guys are just tearing it up. These guys, you talk about explosive plays. These guys got so much explosive plays going on. It's like a a minefield with these guys. They just blow things up. So I wonder just what their plans might be in getting after them. I mean, you you listen to Minka. They say, how do you cover – how do you cover Tyreek Hill? And he says, run as fast as you can. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's yeah, your coaching yeah, point? <laughs> yeah, you know, Wolf, and, and those guys, to your point, I mean, they, they are either the leaders or among the top two or three in every big play statistical category uh, in the league. And now, you know, and with Tua back, uh, you know, that, that obviously makes a big difference. You know, with Adam, they've lost three in a row. Uh, but when he's there... Uh, those guys stretch the field, obviously, even more and more dangerously for uh, the uh, opposition. So, 
Yeah, there's no question. I mean, that's what that's the way they're going to attack. Uh, I was surprised with that depleted secondary last week that Tom Brady didn't. Only three passes of 20 yards. Two of those were in the first quarter. He did not attack down the field. And we saw what Buffalo did. You know, Buffalo had six pass plays of 20-plus yards and three over 40. Yes. And, and why the Buccaneers didn't attack that, I have no idea. Uh, and I'm certain Miami will try that uh, for sure. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, what, what do you think is going through the minds? And I wonder, you know, how we could figure this out. But Brian Flores obviously going back to Miami after everything that went down. And, of course, Minka being traded from there. Like, there's guys with ties to Miami directly as their previous stop. You know, you know, it just I and I know for me, right? It, it would mean a lot if I knew I was going up against my old team, sure. right? Mm-hmm. And the team that was unceremonious in in the exit to, for all intents and purposes. Um, just kind of the emotions being in check for this. Obviously, Brian Flores has a different situation than Minka because Minka was traded, but. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's just that sense of, and you're going down to Miami. It's not like you're they're coming up to Pittsburgh, right? You know, you're going back to your house that used to be yours. Um, now being a visitor, and, and probably an unwelcome visitor in that in that moment. I mean, has anybody intimated or in your conversations, like, has there been a different level of focus or different level of intent um, so far that's been discussed at all that you've heard of? You know, Max, I talked with uh, Minka yesterday, and, you know, he said, I mean, he's excited to go. Uh, He said there are emotions and memories, uh, but didn't indicate that they were bad ones. Uh, You know, he still lives there. Uh, He makes his off-season home there. So, uh, you know, for him to go back there, it seemed more like it was special for him. He didn't say anything bad about the Dolphins. I'm sure in retrospect, it's worked out very well for him. Um, so, but, and Brian Flores, you know, we don't get the chance to talk with him. We talked to the coordinators today, but we don't get that option, uh, each week to talk to, uh, assistant coaches. So it's hard to say, you know, Mike Tomlin was asked several times about it the other day. And, you know, I, you know, he basically said that's overplayed. Uh, and, and, um, but, you know, I'm sure personally for those guys and I'm sure for Brian Flores, he would love nothing more than, than to beat the Steelers. So, uh, excuse me, to beat the Dolphins. So, uh, you know, especially the way he was treated there in Miami. You know, it's interesting because that, I hope that doesn't become the major theme. You know what I mean? Because this, this is a game, this is a, 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 a opportunity to really turn this season around for the Steelers coming up on national TV. And for, for Brian Flores, I, you know, I got to believe that he, he just wants to be known as the leader, the coach, the you know the the tactician you know being a a, a part of a, a great victory rather than all the other stuff that goes along with it yeah i would i would agree wolf and yeah i don't think it will be uh you know he won't i think it'd be different if it was a head coach or something it might be a storyline but he won't participate in it you yeah. know what i mean because yeah. he just won't make himself available so he'll try to downplay it the entire time uh you know now but i'm sure hey look the players know you know, the players know there. And so, you know, they probably, I'm sure after the game, if they win, you'll probably hear some of the guys say they want to win it for him, you know, but I don't think it, I don't think it'll be a storyline uh, internally as much as it will be externally in the locker room because people want to talk about it. And I get it. Beautiful. Well, Jerry, I want to thank you for joining us, my friend. 
Appreciate right, the cool breeze coming in. Sorry for the staggered start. Uh, somehow my compadre got, got into sa- cyberspace there. Okay, well, so we re- oh, it, we reset we, you, you reset it perfectly. You couldn't there, have done it any better. You man. couldn't have done it any better. Just be there on time. That's <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Right, well, boys. thanks a lot. I Jerry. appreciate it, Jerry. Well, Jerry once again is brought to us by Archie's. Uh, you know, on the south side. And they ha- also, if, hey, if you're not going to be down in Miami, you might as well go stop in there. They got $9 Bud Light pitchers every game day Sunday. Uh, that was great with Jerry. We're going to step aside. I'm going to regather my faculties and check my cybersecurity. Um, and when we come back, we're, we're going to delve further into kind of, you know, the mindset, and the process leading into this game. Obviously, the team leaving on Saturday and just kind of getting closer, one day closer to game day. But you are here in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the Norman Kenny out there bringing the same energy he brings every day. It's fine. He looked good today. Um, and like I said, again, it didn't seem like none was throwing him off. Um, it seemed like he was just fine throwing the ball. You know, trying to get the rhythm going. Uh, like I said, he just looked fine. I feel like he's going to be ready to go. Well, that's Deontay Johnson talking about Kenny Pickett, saying he's ready to go, looking very good. And, Max, I go back to the uh, Mitch and Deontay dust-up. Did you ever have a little dust-up with a teammate? I mean, you know, it's it's not an unusual thing. you got a locker room full of alpha males. I mean, that and, and it just – you're going to have those type of friction-type uh, conversations. Yeah, you, you are. I mean, it's going to be – a moment where you got to kind of keep your faculties together uh, for all intents and purposes and, you know, just plan for, you know, you're going to have some tough conversations, you know, you know, I mean, it's just the nature of the game, but I think, you know, I've had a couple of conversations with guys um, over some of the uh, processes, so to speak of uh, (laughs) it gets a little heated, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, it just, it just happens. It just happens. I mean, you know, and, and in practice, you know, it's more so been with the defensive guys versus, you know, kind of kind of getting at, after each other during a practice week. And, you know, I mean. But you will have on occasion. Yeah, you will yeah, have on occasion uh, situations where you get a dust up with a teammate on the same unit. You know, there, <clears throat> there can yeah. be arguments that get a little bit out of hand. And it's not anything unusual because you quickly, you know, it becomes copacetic. I've had a dust-up on the sidelines with a position coach, okay? It wasn't anything ginormous. It's the emotion of the moment. And Mike Tomlin talked about the fact, well, it shows that a couple guys really care. There's really a desire to go out and do something, right? Not just talk about it, but it got heated. And it's okay. It's all right. I've seen, I saw Jack Lambert and Joe Green almost throw down on the sidelines, uh, before taking it to the locker room at, at the end of the game and settling things and, and everything was was cool and everything. But 
it you know it it got heated very heated there i've seen mike webster uh have a heated exchange with a teammate and with a coach uh these things happen you get a little bit um you know even even uh, chuck nolan <laughs> webby literally threw a 300 pound rookie nose tackle at chuck <laughs> Because yeah. Chuck was kind of poking the bear. I mean, you you have these things because the game is a physical game, and it's it can be a little bit alarming to some people that don't understand what communication is like between alpha males in a very heated moment. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's just, but you're right, Wolf. I mean that that's what happens. I mean it it's not ideal by any stretch of the circumstances, but emotions fly. I mean, would you have? That much testosterone, that much adrenaline built up, it's going to have. I can remember mixed with all the to, adrenaline of game day. Yeah, exactly. Outside of the actual game atmosphere and the right. competition adrenaline, but I re- I remember mid game like we got into an argument as an offensive line during during the middle of a game, <laughs> and one and one of our teammates he'll go unnamed, right? You know, had a, had an argument with some other ones about how they were blocking a guy. Uh-huh. And the fact that they didn't have to see that guy the rest of the game, and they they need they they need to have some respect. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what? You know what I'm saying? Like you jump in there, you're just like, what? And you know, arguments over misplay calls and this, that, and the other, or assignments were blown. I mean, I mean, we've all been there. We've yes. all been there in some form or fashion, like you said, either with a coach, teammate, uh, you know, or your actual line mates. We've all had them. I mean, if you play long enough and say that you never did, then you're you're a bullface liar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's no way to even come close to what you know that is because we've all been guilty of that. We've all had those emotions, and you, there's there's just something you can't plan for. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know the raw emotion of the moment. But um, you know, I think the other thing is. Hey, where where are we now? You know, because I think that at the end of the day is the biggest part of it, right? It's where are we now as as a squad, as a team? Have we moved beyond it? Because I think all of those emotions that get caught in the moment um, all have something significant to do um, with repairing those relationships afterwards, right? It's how you move forward. It's sure. not about the resulting no. action. And, uh, you know, you like to think that everything's back on track with everyone. And the things happened and transpired, but at the end of the day, we're all teammates. We all respect each other and what we do. And in the heat of the moment, you know, things get said out of blind anger or, you know, as, oh, as yeah. say, like it just all goes black. I don't remember. Yeah. Like, you you redline. You just redline. Yeah, you, you, you know, you redline or, you know, like like Will Ferrell in old school. Right. You know, <laughs> he got up to 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 go up against uh, the raging Cajun. Right. And, and right. the debate. He's like, what happened? Like, you just snap out. Of, Whoa, what what I just do? I just blanked out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just blanked out right there. So. I mean, it, it, it's all good. You know, it's all done done with. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, it's not love. uncommon, and nobody should worry about it. You know what I mean? These things work themselves out between the guys. You heard Deontay's words. Uh, we've heard him in other places where he talked about the fact. Yeah, it's all settled because I. You know, you you hear a lot of. We hear from some people, you know, and they start to magnify what actually went down, and you know. First of all, I always, like I say, what's 
what you see here, what you say here, what you do here stays here when you leave here. I would rather that it never even got out. You know what I mean? In the sense of, because it does, it can be distracting when other people are constantly talking about it and put it in your face. You know what I'm talking about? It's better yeah, yeah. If, if, if you, you seal tight that locker room and if things happen, they happen, but that's their business. You keep it within the four walls. No, absolutely. I mean, and that's the thing. And, you know, you have to keep the sanctity of the locker room. Like, the locker room's a sacred place. And, you know, once you start letting people into that locker room or letting what's in the locker room out, that's when you start leading to dysfunction. So keeping things with it within the tight grasp of the people who matter most, you know, as teammates. Right. Um, and, a, and, a, and as a staff at an organization is paramount. Not saying you need to sweep stuff under the rug either, but no. sometimes, like you said, there's an emotional moment. There is that type of moment where, you know, you, you're less than proud of it or, you know, you learn from it. Um, but you don't need to learn from it under the scope of everybody's thoughts and opinions because just like buttholes, everybody has one of those as well. <laughs> An opinion is just the same. Um, so, you know, we'll keep it in check. And we'll also make sure, you know, our butts stay in check, too. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you take care of your butt, I'll take care of my butt. <laughs> there it is. Watch your own butt at the That's end of the it. day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Wesley, for a moment of humor. Yes, yes we needed that. But, uh, but, you know, Wolf, I think one of the other questions that I have, What's that? Uh, you know, I've heard these rumors – Okay. And I, I figured let's just talk about it real quick because we're at the end of this segment and, and then we can be done with it. Um, there have been rumors flying about Chase Claypool. Oh, um, being traded possibly. Yes, yes. Hmm. And I know that's something, you know, you always think about. Uh, you just, you wonder. Um, that moment that he had last week, you know, if you're trying to build something, mm-hmm. you say, you know what, this is this is what we're trying to do, right? But I think also you look at it and you say, huh, does that make sense if you're building a team around Kenny Pickett to trade a guy with value or do you keep him because this is one of your homegrown guys? I mean, this is what the Steelers do, right? I mean, right. they draft wide receiver talent, but some stays, some goes. Do you think that that could possibly be the case? I mean, Chase is still under contract, what, through next year, correct? Um, is I think this is his okay. contract year, right? I thought – This is year four, right? Yeah, and this is fourth okay, year. Okay, so – yeah, this is fourth year. So, this is contract year. So, I mean, just let's just play the exercise. I'm not Wait, saying we're Let's get West fact-checking me because you know me and statistics. West, when we get yeah. going on statistics and I start laying things out, then all of a sudden I hear people go – well, and due to journalistic integrity, it's not a yeah. nogginologist, which, by the way, I thought is a very descriptive way of talking about nogginology, which is the study of the noggin. Thank you very much. De- descriptive, yet not specific. <laughs> Come or on. Not, not a, nogginology, not it, it encompasses everything, right? You got the whole noggin I mean, to being looked can. at. It can it can be all encompassing if you so desire it, based off of your decisions and research findings. My research, but yeah, but uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, oh here, yeah, there we 
Dr. Euler here at the SNR Science Desk. <laughs> Nogginology, known as the ology of studying the noggin. That's it from the SNR Science Desk today. Back to you. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that was good. Go, that was completely very forgot good. we had a science officer in the building. <laughs> Thank you, science officer, uh, that, for that. That must be Wesley's well uh, evil twin. <laughs> Jeez, that is that's Oh, very good. Phenomenal. You know what? Why don't we discuss this on the other side of the break, my friend? I mean, we have to at this point. I <laughs> at mean, this it point. Was just... That was a great break-in, though. I love that. That, that. that was. That was. That was tremendous. Um, but, uh, yeah, on the other side of this, we'll, we'll continue to talk Claypool, trade rumors, and all other things Steelers. We come back here in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN Radio. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.